Today's a special episode. Yeah, it is. Because we're on the same continent. Not only on the same continent. In the same state. In the same state. In the same house. In the same house. Houses, you say? In the same room. Oh! (laughs) (laughs) And today we're talking about houses, but not one you live in. Not the one you live in. The one that your stars live in. Mm. Um, and speaking of stars, the stars have muddled with our technology. Not even that. I think we're just incapable. We're very incapable. And anybody who has knowledge of how to record podcasts, please feel free to reach out, you know, because we will gladly accept any help. We thought we knew <laughs> how to work things. And it's, it's like, it's like blinding almost from when you have an ocean, you're like, oh yeah, this microphone plugged into the computer. I'm doing a great job. And then when we're in person, we're like, oh, is the microphone not actually being picked up by the computer? It's possible that it's not. It's possible that this whole time, the reason why Tara's voice is minuscule is because her computer was not picking it up. And it's very possible that my microphone was also not plugged in, but that my laptop just has better receiving. <laughs> we don't know what the hell we're doing. Oh and it's, it turns out it's easier for us to record across the ocean than it is in the same room. So this is a monumentous, monumental, monumentous. I don't know. Both work for me. Uh, episode, because we are together in person. So, should you hear background noise, that's because there's a laptop sitting in between us on Tara's dining room table, so we're socially distant. And there's a Dan in the other room. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but with Tara has, like, lots of pumpkins and candles, and it's still very... Um, the ambiance is lovely. It's great ambiance. the agitation of <laughs> trying to figure this out has kind of taken over the oh lovely ambiance. I think it's really funny, though, that it's harder for us to do this. In person, then over the ocean. Anyways, same house. Speaking of houses, what's our topic? Houses, <laughs> as we said earlier. <laughs> Let's get to the point. Oh my gosh. So yeah, um, um, shout out to Justin, who's always asking us about houses and not understanding what they mean. This episode is for you. Well, this episode is for... It's for me too, because I'm going to learn with the listeners. Sierra has a much better grasp on houses than I do. I find it very difficult to comprehend. So I'm going to learn with you guys. And we're going to talk about houses because all about my communication, the thing that frustrates me is miscommunication. So I'm trying to explain it to Tara before this episode and I'm getting angry because my Aries is in a communications house. I'm like, why do you not understand? <laughs> you, you have Aries in a communication house? My Mars. Your Mars, which is ruled by Aries, yeah. is in Virgo. Yeah. And yours is in Gemini, Gemini, Virgo, Aries. That combo was making you angry about the miscommunication. Exactly. I will explain. We'll get to it. Okay. Explain. And also, shout out to Mimi of yeah. Tara on Time. Yeah, shout out to Mimi. Um, she sent us a message on Instagram, and it made us really happy just letting us know that she was listening. And It makes us happy whenever someone we're not like related to or friends with already is listening to this because Because that's rare. all we really think <laughs> people listening. We have about like three listeners, I'd say. Three regular listeners, maybe. Yeah. And so and shout we, out to Mimi. we know them all. Yeah, and um, and also I was talking to the awesome people in uh, Tarot and Time, and uh, and Mimi was one of the uh, Tarot readers. Oh, t- and she, Tarot and Time, it's a it's a little shop. Yeah, so if you're if you're in the Connecticut area, it's in a really cute uh, Connecticut town, and they uh, they do Tarot readings and have really fun stuff. So they said they were going to be listening to us, and so shout out to them. Um, also, it's been really nice just being in the U.S. and getting to talk to people about like witchy shit. 
and like magical things. The and Frenchies don't accept that. I don't know that they don't accept it. I just don't know that I've found them mm. or have French the vote. witches. The French witches. I oh my say god! Say witch in French. Sorcière. Like sorcerer. Yeah. <laughs> That's different from a witch. <laughs> no, they don't have a different word between sorcerer and witch and Interesting. like yeah, wizard or. Is there like a female and male version? Mm-hmm. Sorcier and sorcière. Fancy. Mm-hmm. Anyways. So, yeah, we're going to talk about the houses. Um, and I'm going to put up on our Instagram post. I'm going to put up, so speaking futuristically, this should already be posted. Um, I'm going to put up my chart so that um, when we're talking about houses and stuff, if you want to look at my well, chart. Yes, follow along yeah. with the chart that's on Instagram. So we're going to do a general, like, going over all the house information, but... Then giving like specific examples, I will use my specific zodiac chart. So if you want to look at it with us and follow along, mm-hmm. get your Instagram ready. Um, but yeah, so a lot of this is going to be me explaining and Tara as my sounding board to ask the questions that you all might have. And I'll read what's written here. <laughs> if you get tired of reading. Okay. I can read. I can't comprehend always, but okay. sometimes. Okay. I'm going to try to make this easy. Yes, please. So, like, explain it like I have no idea Okay. what houses are in okay. Zodiac. First thing you need to know is that there are 12 houses. Okay? Just there... like there's 12 signs. Wow. Connections. Coincidence. Puzzle pieces coming together. Um, yeah, so there's 12 signs of the Zodiac and there's 12 houses. So that is not the same as we went over all the planets and stuff. And remember that if you listen to our planets episode, there's not as many planets as there are zodiacs. So some of them overlapped. But with houses, there are 12 houses. There are 12 zodiac signs. So um, they go in the same order. I'm going to go through them right now. First house is the first sign of the zodiac, Aries. Second house, Taurus. Third house, Gemini. Fourth house, Cancer. Fifth house, Leo. Sixth house, Virgo. Seventh house, Libra. Eighth house, Scorpio. Ninth house, Sagittarius. Tenth house, Capricorn. Eleventh house, Aquarius. Twelfth house, Pisces. So basically, um, it's not the same thing as the sign, but it's almost like that's the sign's home. So Aries is associated with the first house. And if your Aries is in your first house, it's home. But it doesn't have to be. They can be in different houses. So it's just good to know that you're, there are 12 houses, there are 12 zodiac signs, and they go in that order. Does that make sense so far? Makes sense to me so far. And, and I always, whenever we're like, it's funny because you can see me now and you can't usually see me when we're doing this. <laughs> but I always, whenever we're like talking about this, I'm like, oh, let me refer to my chart. I want to see, do I have any planets that are like at home? Yeah. I don't know. I don't think I do. Um, or let's see. I'm, no. No, I don't. All of my planets are away from home. Yeah. So it just means it's a little <laughs> bit stronger if your planet's, you know, at home. So I don't have any planets in their corresponding house or any signs in their corresponding houses yeah there you go you might yeah not planets signs you're making this all you're i'm trying to understand okay okay (laughs) (laughs) let's see that aries rage okay calming down um what another way to look at it is so the house is the where part of the zodiac okay so Mm -hmm. bear with me here the planet is the what, okay? So 
I'm going to go with my Mars. Planet. Planet. That is the what. The planet is the what. Okay. So um, if you're looking at my chart, you will see Mars. It's in the middle of the chart, okay? Mars. And that is the what that I'm talking about. So what are we talking about? We're talking about Mars. Mars is associated with sex and aggression and conflict and confrontation. For everybody. For everybody. Everybody has every all the planets. Yeah. So this isn't just pertaining to you at this point. We're yeah. talking about just Mars. So okay. wherever your Mars is in your chart, Mars deals with sex, aggression, confrontation. Conflict. Conflict. Okay. So I have now found my Mars on my chart. My Mars is the what. Okay, we have now discussed the what. Now we're going to go to the zodiac sign. The zodiac sign is the how. So if you look to the left on my chart, you see my Mars to the left, it says Gemini. So uh, my what is Mars, the sex, aggression, conflict, confrontation. And now we're going to Gemini. That's the how. So how do I show any conflict, any aggression, any confrontation? I show it in a Gemini way. So then we think about Gemini. Okay, so we know that I'm, I'm thinking about the, the what being conflict. I show it in a Gemini way. So I have like, you know, Gemini has to do with words, communication. It has to do with like um, uh, very intellectual and also kind of like, uh, it has the two sides. So I show my aggression in a two-sided way. I either am very meticulous with how I word things, an ideas person, or I have like a super aggressive, like, I'm going to kill you. I'm going to destroy you. Like that's how my aggression shows. And now we're going to look at the house. So if you're looking at the chart with me, all the way on the right, so it's going Gemini, Mars, and then you see six. So my Gemini is in Mars, and it's in the sixth house. The planet, Mars, is the what? The zodiac, Gemini, is the how? And now we're talking about the sixth house, which is where. So that means where do you see my Gemini-like aggression. Where in my life do you see Gemini-like aggression? And you're going to see it in my sixth house. So we're going to get, we're going to go through that again at the end after we like describe some of the houses. But it's just important to like distinguish. So Mars is the what? The planet is the what? The zodiac sign, mine, Gemini, is the how, and the sixth house is where. So I'll get into it, but the where being the sixth house, that has to do a lot with communication and learning. So that's when I would get most aggressive in my life is when it comes to communication and learning things. And I would be aggressive in a Gemini way. So we'll get more into that. But that's what, those are the three main parts of a zodiac chart. How are you feeling about exploding? this? How are you feeling about this? My head's exploding. But I'm I'm understanding more. It's just okay, I get that. Mm-hmm. Now what about if it's a Everything different else. combination? Yeah. It's like okay. I got let's it's like it's like math almost. It's I feel like it's like, like I'm doing an equation. <laughs> you know, where it's like, okay, I understood that equation with those numbers. Now you want me to do that with other numbers I do can I do it you can I know I I can it's just gonna be slow going so this is a lot of information I feel being thrown it is but um bear with us I I want to learn this yeah I want to comprehend it better so this is definitely one of the informational episodes this is this is a very factual information (laughs) and I was saying how this is kind of like a like clue where you're Mm -hmm. like okay Colonel Mustard 
With the candlestick. With the candlestick in the library. Mm -hmm. And you're like, Mars with Gemini qualities in the sixth house. And you do that for all of the I characters. do. I do like that <laughs> analogy. Yeah. Is that the word I'm looking for? Yeah. Analogy? Yes. Comparison. I really analogy. like that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, so, so now we'll go through what each house represents. Yeah. And so just for some sources here, um, a lot of the information about houses came from astrostyle.com and also from astrology42.com. So a lot of this information comes from our brains or my brain in this case, but, and then from those sources. We so, referenced these sources. Yeah. You did. You did very well on all of this. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, um, let us begin. We have each of the houses, like I mentioned, 1 through 12. They're all associated with a zodiac sign. 1 so, through 12. 1 through 12. And Aries is the first sign of the zodiac. So it's associated with the first house. So like, just think about Aries. If you know anything about Aries, if you are an Aries, Aries is a fire sign. Aries is a cardinal sign. So what? You're freaking out right now. No, no, no. I'm on the... I can never see your reactions. <laughs> It is really fun being in the same room doing this. Yeah. Okay. All right. No, it's just my brain was just like, but wait, we didn't say anything about the first house and we were discussing aggression, but it's because Aries is associated with Mars. <sighs> I'm learning. Okay. I'm good. Okay. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> Aries. Yeah, I know. I understand this is confusing because planets are also associated with signs. Mm -hmm. But the houses are also associated with the signs. So... Try to, I don't want to say disassociate the planets at this point, but... We're focusing on the don't, houses Don't part. think about the planets right now. We're looking at, like, yeah. if you're looking at my chart, there's three columns. That's what it is. That's what's yeah. throwing me off. Because I'm like, but the, but the planets, and this has nothing to do yeah, with Yeah, you planets. have to take the planets out of this. Because okay. they're a different, they're a different, like, component. So the first house is associated with Aries. Aries is a fire sign. Aries is a cardinal sign. It's boom in your face. First sign of the zodiac. So the first house has to deal with... First impressions, appearances, uh, new beginnings, new initiatives, leadership. And so that's why, like, I think, I don't think every single case, but almost every single person has their ascendant or rising sign in the first house. Now, didn't we discover that it's possible to not have something in your first house? And that blew my mind, and I'm going to have to research that and come back to you with that. Let's. But, like, it's rare it's to very not rare. have something in your first house. Generally, your ascendant sign is in your first house, and that's because it's the first impression you make. So, like, when you meet someone and... Yes. But you can also have other things in one house. It's not one thing per house. There can be multiple things in one house. Yeah. Yes. So, so if you're so looking... Yes. At so your ascendant would be in there, but you can have other things in there as well. Okay. I'm, I feel like I'm <laughs> jumping all over the I place. I know. I know. Um, but, okay, if you're looking at my chart, you can see right now that Sagittarius on the left is my ascendant. It says a little up arrow. And it's in the first house. But if you also see on my chart, I have a crap ton of planets in my first house. Do you? Yeah. Look at it. Look at all those things in my first house. But the rest are all in Capricorn. I know. Okay, I will explain. You're such a cappy. I know. I'm a cappy sag. Um, but you can have your many things in the first house. You could have only your ascendant in the first house. Or, in very rare cases, you could have nothing. Um... 
But I would say nine times out of ten, your ascendant will be in your first house. That's the first impression someone gets from you. So um, that's because it's it's the first thing. It's the first thing someone sees. Mm. So if you meet someone and they seem really like intense and I don't know moody and like but determined, like oh hey Guillaume, you are a Scorpio ascendant. <laughs> so like when you meet Guillaume, you're gonna get intense. Like, I don't know, vibes from him because that's the first impression. Do that's I give intense vibes? Sometimes. Because, do I? Thank you. You were telling me that people say you have angry eyebrows. <laughs> oh, yeah. Everybody's afraid of me when they meet me. They think I look pissed off. Because you have Scorpio in your first house. And in my eyebrows. And in your eyebrows. <laughs> <laughs> Should we post a picture of my eyebrows as well? Just your eyebrows. Oh, what a revelation. It's the Scorpio that makes me... Yes. Oh. Yes. See, I don't think I'm scary at all, but I like that people do feel <laughs> upon their first impression of me. I like, I really like that feeling that I'm not an intimidating person at all. It's fun knowing that, like, oh wow, you you fear me. You, you fear me? <laughs> I'm scary upon first seeing me because yeah. I have my Pluto and Venus in my first house in Scorpio. Yeah. So because you have two of the components of you that are in Scorpio in your first house. You also have Libra in your first house because you're a Libra ascendant, mm -hmm. but you also have two other things in your first house that are Scorpio, whereas I have like four things in my first house that are Capricorn. Mm -hmm. So when people would meet me, they would see the Sagittarius like, okay, I'm like a, a travel-y, like philosophical, that's not a word, person. It is. You just pronounced it interestingly. I can't. Philosophical. There we go. Philosophical. <laughs> I'm losing my English. <laughs> But like, but also you get like Capricorn, like, okay, she's going to get shit done, initiative, ambition. Like that's a lot of the first impressions I give because I have so much Capricorn in my first house. Yes. So your first house, first impressions, appearances, new beginnings. Okay. So let's, this is going to be a very long episode. Um, let's move on to second house. Second house is associated with Taurus. So, um, why don't we run through all the houses and what they're associated with? And then we can, yeah, go back to your chart just so we're not, because we really are like going all over the place with Yes. Yeah, we'll try to get ourselves. If you stayed with us this long, we'll try to get our <laughs> shit together. It's very weird recording in person and also like being able to see your expressions to things. <laughs> Normally I just keep going. I know. Okay. So second house is Taurus. It's immediate physical and material environment, income, money, Self-esteem, the five senses. Okay. Would you like to do Gemini? Sure, yeah. So um, Gemini is all communication, thinking, talking, siblings, local travel, community events. So those are all associated with the third house. What does that mean, siblings, though? Like, like those are things that the third house is associated with. Okay. Then we have the fourth house, which is Cancer. Foundation of all things, home, security, privacy, parents, more so your mother, uh, children, mothering, nurturing. Yep. And then fifth house is Leo. Um, drama, self-expression, color, creativity, fun and play, uh, attention. So again, all of these things that we're describing are going, are associating with the house, not necessarily the sign that we're saying. So this is all the house. It's a little bit different but they're associated with that planet, or sorry, with that sign. So what about the sixth house? Virgo, 
This is health and service, being of service to others, schedules, organization, routines, diet and exercise, fitness, natural, healthy living. Uh, the seventh house is associated with Libra, and it deals with relationships and other people, partnerships, both business and professional, um, things associated with relationships, so marriage, contracts, business deals. Okay, then we have... The eighth house is Scorpio. It is the mysterious house, bonding at a deep level, merging energies, sex, birth, death, transformation, mysteries, other people's money properties. So, like, as in investments, inheritance, real estate. Yep. Um, ninth house is associated with Sagittarius, so it deals with expansion, higher mind, long distance, and international travel. Optimism, inspiration, foreign languages, broadcasting, publishing, higher education and universities, luck, adventure, risk, gambling, religion, philosophy, and morals and ethics. Tenth house is Capricorn, having to do with corporations, structures, public image, uh, tradition, honor, fame, achievements, awards, boundaries, rules, authority, discipline, fatherhood, and your career path. Eleventh house is associated with um, Aquarius, dealing with friendship, teams, groups, society, technology, networking, social justice, humanitarian causes, rebellion, originality, eccentricity, astronomy, uh, science fiction, and anything futuristic. And then the last one is Pisces, and the twelfth house is associated with Pisces, that has to do with endings, tying up loose ends, um, final stages of projects, old age, the afterlife, surrender, separation from society, institutions, hospitals, hidden agendas, imagination, creativity, film, art, dance, poetry, journals, some conscious mind. Okay, so those are all the houses. Hmm. Um, so now I'm going to give an example from my chart just so that we can make sense of some of that. Mm -hmm. I'm going to go back to the same example that I was giving with my Mars. Okay. Okay. So if you're looking at the Instagram post of my chart, okay. So Mars, again, is in the middle. Um, Mars. Thinking back to the planets episode. Okay. So Mars has to do sex and aggression, confrontation, conflict. Okay. The what? Now my Mars is in Gemini. That is the how. So we, we haven't done Gemini yet because Gemini is in the spring, but we will have a whole episode on Gemini and Gemini traits. Mm -hmm. But so my aggression coming across in a Gemini way, but then that's all well and good and kind of like as far as we normally get, but the house is, is going to show us where I get super aggressive in a Gemini way. And so I'm going to go back to the sixth house. My Mars and Gemini is in the sixth house. So I'm going to go back and read that again. Sixth house is associated with Virgo, and it has to deal with health and service, being of service to others, schedules, organization, routines, diet and exercise, fitness, natural, healthy living, and it's the communication planet. So I get really sassy when it comes to anything that comes to like miscommunication because the sixth house is associated with Virgo, which is all associated with communication and organization. 
Um, and also I'm kind of like having a revelation right now with like diet, exercise and fitness. Like I have the Gemini qualities where I'm like, it's either all or nothing. Like I am either like I'm eating healthy every day, running, exercising, or I am sitting on the couch eating salt and vinegar chips. It's like mm. I have the two sides to me, but we see it in the sixth house ways. So that's where like my sassiness comes from. Um, now I'm going to look at, I don't know. Um, I'll Give do... us another example. Okay, like a completely different house, different planet, different. Okay, I'm something. gonna do. I'm gonna do my moon. Okay. So um, if you find my moon is right above the Mars on my chart, so um, my moon is in Capricorn. Capricorns are very ambitious. They are very um, stable. They're very reliable. Um, so my moon is the what. So moon is emotions and who you are at your core and who you are when you're comfortable around people. So my core of a person is um, shows itself in Capricorn ways, in ambitious ways, in very sometimes guarded ways. In um, I, I need to be the reliable person. Um, but then the where is in first house. So going back to the first house. It's first impressions, appearances, new beginnings, new initiatives, leadership. You see, even though Capricorns tend to like, a Capricorn moon is normally a super guarded person because Capricorns are by default guarded people. And then moon sign is your deep inner emotions. But this is in my first house. So it's like, I cannot help myself. My emotions come out right away, but in a Capricorn way, but it's in my first house. So it's like, I'm going to come like you, I can't hide it because it's the first thing that like people see at the same time that it's guarded, it's still in your face. It's like, you know, that I come across as like ambitious and, um, and maybe you can see that it's guarded. Maybe you can see, um, that I have like, uh, or that I'm the, the stability kind of friend. Like, does that make sense? Do you see that knowing me? Oh yeah. Like, I think anybody who knows you knows that. Yeah. Yeah. But that, and, the, and not even anyone who knows you well. Yeah. Because it's in your first house. Exactly. Like, people know that. As yeah. soon as they meet you, they know that about you. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. Like, does that... Yes. Is that making no. more sense? Yes. I was listening, but I was also thinking, like, can I do it myself? Can I try to figure out something else from her chart? Yeah. Why don't own? you look at my chart so and try like, to figure out something else about me? Okay. So your... Let's do your Venus. Okay. Okay. Your Venus... And what? Venus is the what. So what is Venus? Venus is the what, which has to do with love. How you give and, and receive love. Give and receive love. Okay. You give and, Your Venus is in Sagittarius. Mm -hmm. So you give and receive love in a Sagittarian way, which would mean you like adventures together. You like learning together. open-minded yeah. to things together. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't be into someone who was very, like, set in their ways in a you know, closed-minded. Yeah. Okay. All right. And it's in your 12th house. And the 12th house has to do with endings, tying up loose ends, final stages of projects, old age. So go to the end of the 12th house, though. See all the things oh, at the Oh, end. I see. And then imagination, creativity, film, art, dance, poetry, journals. So... That's the where. Mm -hmm. So I'm just thinking. Like the way that I give and receive love. Like I love doing. I was going to say you like getting little notes. Little I love love notes. love notes. I love, love like 
creative things, like doing imagination. karaoke with Guillaume. I, I feel like that's it. that's like yeah makes you very happy. Anything creative or like I, or like doing like you know tarot cards and shit. Like or like not even I would say not even in like a romance type of love. Yeah, no, like, with friendship too. You love me. I do love and you. Like, us taking on an art project together. Oh my I god! Feel like that's that's very good for you. Like us bullet journaling together. Yes. Like it makes me so happy when Guillermo bullet journal with me. Like when we just sit <laughs> does down. Does he bullet journal? Yeah, he'll do it oh, with I me. Know he yeah. Does it. And so he'll like you know just doing any sort of creative project together. Like I love when all of us too will just like not Guillermo, but all of us will sit down and crochet together mm-hmm. when there's like creative projects going on. Mm-hmm. That's how. That's where you see my Sagittarius. Love. So, <laughs> so I'm getting a lot of the Venus and 12th house with that, but where does the Sagittarius come in there? It's the, the how I'm, it's the how, whereas Sagittarius is the where. So you will see it in a Sagittarius way. You don't see me in a Scorpio way making like bullet journals. <laughs> you see me in a Sagittarius way making bullet journals. <laughs> okay. All right. Okay. Okay. Yes. I think... I believe I comprehend. Okay. Okay. As well as I can at the moment. Yeah. So if you can look at my chart, um, I have a shit ton of stuff in my first house. I have one thing in my sixth, one thing in my eighth, one thing in my 11th, and then three in my 12th. So there's a lot of missing houses there. Mm. So we're going to talk about what it means to have an empty house in your chart. It doesn't mean that part of your personality is missing. It's just like... It affects people different ways. So, like, you know, say you didn't have a sixth house. Like, well, let's say what you don't have. Let's do you. Okay. You don't have two, three, four, and five. Okay. I don't. So, that means something. So, how about this? We'll go through what it means to have empty things in your chart, and then we'll again come back to my chart to to understand me. What does it all mean, Basil? What does it all mean, Basil? Um, again, Austin Powers. Maybe we got to do an Austin Powers episode. <laughs> I don't think anyone's going to care about an Austin Powers one. We'll do it for us. What um, is Austin Powers' sign? Oh, my God. What's Mike Myers' sign? I think he's a Taurus. I have a lot to think about. You discuss houses. I'll just look up. No. <laughs> <laughs> this is what always happens. Yeah. Birth. Oh, birth chart comes up. Oh, good. That's funny. We're not going to do that. I just need to know his birthday. May 25, he's a Gemini. Okay. I see that. Uh, I see that. <laughs> okay, moving on. Um, empty houses in your chart. Okay. So, whereas all the qualities we gave before were what those houses, like, what you would see if you have that house in your chart, this is if you do not have one of these houses, what it means, okay? And it kind of is, like, a lot of times, like, you know, oh, I'm missing this, I'm l- I'm lacking, but it's more like... You have an ease about you in a certain category. That's kind of what it means when you are lacking a house. So, so it's kind of like you're good if you don't have that house. Yeah, like or you're like, not going to have... You don't really have struggles or like not even like... Oh. Yeah. So cool. <laughs> because I'm lacking many houses too, so it's good for me. <laughs> um, okay, so sh- shall we read through? Yeah, so in the rare case that you don't have anything in your first house, which I need to educate myself on how that's possible, but it means that you have an ease in the way you come across and like less challenges with an outward persona because like we said, when you have a, like whatever is in your first house is like, boom, what you, 
what you see in a person right away. So if you were to not have something in your first house, you would just be like a easy free flowing person. Um, okay. So if you don't have anything in your second house, that means you'll have ease with finances, ease with stability, security values, easy to go on a trip and just leave your stuff behind. If you don't have anything in your third house, it means you have ease with communication, analysis, conversation, expression, connecting to your immediate environment, because this is all controlling, like, expression. Okay. Nothing in your fourth house means you have an ease of home, family, inner core. You can naturally make people feel comfortable, safe, and welcome. Crucial role in family life, normally good connection with your mom. Yes. I don't have anything in my fourth house. Nor do I, I. I feel I feel I have a welcoming home and, oh, yeah. and make people comfortable. You do. After they get past the Scorpio eyebrows. <laughs> <laughs> you do. I don't okay. have anything in my fourth house either. And I, like I that. Okay. I feel that very much where and I also have um a a stigma or stigma, I don't know. Normally people with Capricorn Moon have a very hard relationship with their mom. That's like known for being a Capricorn moon thing. And I mm. don't have a hard relationship with my mom. My mom is awesome. Yeah. So Same um, So that kind of made sense to me when I was like going over that, like my empty fourth house, like, okay, like I have normally a really good connection with my mom. So that kind of combats the like Capricorn moon stigma. But um, anyways, so empty fifth house means uh, you have an ease connecting to your heart, expressing your talents, creativity, and your ability to connect to hearts easily. And um, it's a key role in enjoyment, love, and romance. Do you have anything in your fifth house? I do not. I don't either. So we both are able to express our talents and creativity um, and then connect to our hearts. Okay. An empty sixth house means you would have Ease with daily life, work, work and health issues are treated with sensitivity and protectiveness. It's crucial in the role, crucial role in your approach to daily life. I was thinking about this because I have, like I was just saying, I have my Mars in my sixth house. And it was like ease with daily life and work and like, um, like issues are treated with sensitivity and protectiveness. And I'm like... I don't treat my issues necessarily with protectiveness. I'm like, what are my issues? Let's come at them. <laughs> so I was thinking, oh, well, that kind of... My sixth house is empty, too. And so. so you, yeah, like kind of, well, I'll just treat my issues. It's in my laid-backness. Yeah, whereas I'm very confrontational because I have Mars in my sixth house. So that is not how I am. Okay. Um, so then empty seventh house is ease with relationships and commitments, Partnerships and relationships are treated with pride, loyalty, and attachments, and it normally means long-lasting friendships. So, do you have anything in your seventh house? Mm-mm. Me neither. So, there you go. Um, nothing in your eighth house? Nothing in my eighth house. Me personally, no, I don't, but this is what it means. Um, I guess ease of sharing and transforming. Mm-hmm. It's a key role in addressing what you hold inside. I have um, I have something in my eighth house. Well, we'll come back to me at the end. Um, ninth house, ease with expressing and pursuing opportunities. Key roles in enhancing life experiences. Getting and and it's easy to get into religion, politics, and foreign culture. I do not have anything in my ninth house. I do. What do you have in your ninth house? Um, cancer in Jupiter. Okay. Okay. 
Maybe you can tell me what that means. Okay. I'll come back to it. Okay. Um, so that's the ninth house. Okay. Tenth, empty tenth house means you have an ease with pursuing goals, business, managing responsibilities. Um, if this house is empty, it would be a key role in professional uh, pursuits. So, hang on. I don't have anything in my tenth house either. I don't either. So. We both would have to achieve ease. all those goals. Yeah, we are. <laughs> <laughs> but see how 10th house is associated with Capricorn? Yes. yes. And see how know, those yeah. are all Capricorn mm-hmm. type things? Like, yes. And it's the where. It's not describing personality traits like a Capricorn. It's telling you where, and it's the where that's associated with Capricorn. Right. Is that yeah. like helping yeah, you understand? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So then the 11th house, um, ease with friendships, change, dreams, and it plays a role in your dreams and friendships. Okay, and then your 12th house, if that's empty, you will have an ease with the past, past lives, your subconscious, um, undoings, endings, key role in how to connect to your subconscious and let things go. And I have three things I do in my 12th house, and I'm just thinking, I do not have an ease with letting things go. I just think about them over and over again. <laughs> I just like go through things, I don't know. But it would depend on what you have in that house mm-hmm. as well. Where yeah. I have Libra, mm-hmm. I have my moon, sun, and Mars in Libra in the 12th house. Mm-hmm. And Libras need the balance, yeah. so they let things go. Yeah. So even That's if, a good thing to have so, in your 12th house, then. Yeah. If you're going to have something yeah. in your 12th house, mm-hmm. let it be something that can let things go. Mm-hmm. Well, there you go. And be, like, awesome. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So... Okay, so I'm going to go back to things that I have empty since we have my chart, if you would like access to it. Okay, I have nothing in my second house, meaning uh, an empty second house would be ease with finances, ease with stability, security, and values, and easy to go on a trip and just leave your stuff behind. I don't know anything that describes me more than that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I, I do, like, I'm very fortunate. I do have an ease with finances and with stability and security. Like, I'm very... And you really are just like, I'm going to move to France yeah. now. Yeah. I'm Peace go. out. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah, and exactly. And who knows how long I'll stay here for. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go. And just like right now where I'm like, I'm going to come home for three weeks-ish and we'll see what happens. And, you know, I'm very good at just picking up and going. Mm-hmm. Um, so that would be an empty second house. And it doesn't mean that you can't, like, you know, again, this is just general. I'm so, kidding. like, if you had Sagittarius in your second house... Yeah, so that would be, that would be good. approaching, like, you know, finances. And or, like, if you have Capricorn and Sagittarius in your second house. Yeah, then, that's, like, having good, good money. Because second house deals with um, physical and material environment, your money, your income. I was going to say having Sagittarius in your second house, depending, because Sagittarius is known as the gambler. So <laughs> if you have Sagittarius in a house dealing with money, and financial stability. Perhaps not a good idea. Perhaps, well, maybe that could be something you struggle with. Mm-hmm. But also, if you have Capricorn there, too, Capricorn is normally very good with money, and it could be you know, something to balance that out. Um, but then going through my chart again, what else do I have empty? I have nothing in my third house. Ease with communication, analysis, conversation, expressing, connecting. Yeah, I have no problem communicating with people. Unless it's in French and we're getting better. (laughs) But that's why it was so frustrating because I normally don't have any problem communicating with people and then plot me in a space with a different language and it was hard. Mm -hmm. Um, But nothing in my fourth house. So 
ease of, like we were talking about, home, family, good relationship with mom, yes. Um, (laughs) And I have nothing in my fifth house, so ease with connecting to your heart, expressing talents, creativity, yes. Um, I do have something in my sixth house, we talked about that. I have nothing in my seventh house, so ease with relationships and commitments, partnerships, relationships are treated with pride, loyalty, attachment, and long-lasting friendships. Um, if you saw a recent Instagram post, my awesome two best friends from home, Julie and Laura sent a, a mug with our logo on it for an early birthday present. So I, I've known them since I was like, I don't know, I think I've known them since I was like five, but we became really good friends when we were like 11 and then like a best friend group when we were like 14. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I've known them. I've been friends with them. I've considered them like two of my best friends for more than half my life. So that's good, long lasting friendship. Two, two and a half decades there. Right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and then I do have something in my eighth house. So we'll come back to that. I have nothing in my ninth house. So ease with expressing and pursuing opportunities, key role in enhancing life experiences, and getting into religion, politics, and foreign culture. Um, I just got a degree in like, you know, um, global development and peace, taking my like religion and policy courses and also getting super into foreign culture. Obviously, you know, that's very, (laughs) that makes sense a lot. And then I don't have anything in my 10th house. Ease with pursuing goals, business, managing responsibilities. And then, uh, yeah, there we go. That's it for me for empty houses. So that's kind of how you can go through my chart and understand me. And then if you were to go through your chart, your own personal chart, and then go through what houses do I have, you know, and that's the where. It's where you're seeing all of your other qualities. So it's where you're seeing all the things associated with the planets, how they're coming across in the zodiac sign ways, and then your house is where you are seeing them. Mm -hmm. So you wanted me to look at yours, which was, what was it, your Jupiter? It was my Jupiter. Uh... My Jupiter is in Cancer in my ninth house. Okay. So, ninth house has to do with expansion, higher mind, long distance, international travel, optimism, inspiration, foreign languages, broadcasting, publishing, higher education, yada, yada, yada. Luck, adventure, risk, gambling, religion, philosophy, morals, and ethics. It's the house that has to do with Sagittarius. Mm -hmm. But my Jupiter is in there. In Cancer. Okay. Explain what I am. So um, Jupiter is the planet that's associated with Sagittarius. So my and planet's ninth, in the right And your house. ninth house is associated with Sagittarius. So you have, your planet is home. It does, but not the sign, because you said you have Cancer. So let's start with the what. The what is Jupiter. Jupiter deals with all things luck learning expansion um but also like um uh like larger than life things so like uh you know if you like that's why it's like the happiness kind of optimism plant but also sometimes too much Mm. um and then it's also dealing with luck and then you have it in cancer so that means in a cancer way is what you have what you are lucky and what you are um like learning in what you are expanding in. So I think we were talking about this, that things dealing with family mm-hmm. are ways in which you are learning and ways in which you are um, like having good luck with things. I think we talked about this one time. Yeah. And, and you were like, you said something about like your emotions, like whenever you 
like allow yourself to get emotional, which is a cancer quality, is when you tend to learn mm-hmm. and when you tend to, does that make Yes. Yeah. So then it's in the ninth house. So you're going to see cancer qualities. So you're going to see being emotional, being a mom, you know, Mm -hmm. like that's like uh, cancer is associated with, um, with female, like motherhood, the motherhood. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then it shows itself in the ninth house. So it's coming back to kind of the Jupiter type quality. So you're going to see it when you are dealing with anything luck, anything adventure, anything um, like with morals or pursuing higher education. So you're going to see your cancer qualities come out in those areas of your life, in long distance international travel, in broadcasting publishing. Interesting. Yeah. So that's where your luck would come out and it's going to come out in a cancer way. So I'm lucky when I get emotional. Yeah. <laughs> in a way. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because by default you're not an emotional person, but when you do like show your emotions that tends to be what brings you good things and what is what you're learning from. I'm nodding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I guess in a way it's it's not as good when we're together because I'm just like, yes. Mm. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Does that make sense? Are yeah. you feeling, how are you feeling about the houses well, in general? I'm feeling like it's a lot to take in, but it's making more sense now. I'm just thinking with the, with the cancer in the ninth house, whatever. I, I would say life changes happen when I get emotional yeah. for me. Yeah. Where like big decisions get made when I'm feeling emotional. That's, uh, yeah. Yeah. And it's like Jupiter doesn't okay. do anything small. And, like, ninth yeah. house is not a small, like, uh, and Jupiter and ninth house, like, it's the big planets. Mm-hmm. It's the big changes. It's the big, like, longer-lasting ones, you know? Whereas your first house associated with Aries, like, boom, in your face right away. Here we go. Mm-hmm. But Jupiter is much more of a, or the ninth house, you know, associated with it. It's much more of a longer-lasting type situations. Like, education is long-lasting. You don't just learn something in a second. Like, you mm-hmm. take time to learn something. Like, adventure, risk. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So. That's that. So the only thing that I will go through real quick is just an overview of what what sign is associated with which house. Because if you kind of get the qualities of that sign in that house. So first house, Aries. Second house, Taurus. Third house, Gemini. Fourth house, Cancer. Fifth house, Leo. Sixth house, Virgo. Seventh house, Libra. Eighth, Scorpio. Ninth, Sagittarius. 10th Capricorn, 11th Aquarius, and 12th Pisces. So whatever planet in whatever sign in one of those houses, it's the where you see those qualities. If you have an empty house, it normally means you have an ease with the qualities associated with that house. And it doesn't mean you have to have struggles in the other ones. It's just you have a more distinct way of seeing that like at a place in your life. Okay, so how are you feeling? Good. Okay. <laughs> I like it. Dan, do you understand the houses now? Better than I did. Nice. <laughs> I'm glad. <laughs> yes, it's our first audience here tonight. Yes. Um, we've never filmed with an audience. We have the occasional... <laughs> what? Hello, Australia. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, Australia. Oh, yeah, Australia. Thank you for listening. We are on 42 on their chart, which, like, 
I'm going to take that as an awesome number. Yeah, why not? It's like not in the hundreds or anything. Um, and since our last episode had an Australian guest on it, I feel like we were always doing pretty well in Australia, but now I feel like they're listening. Was that our last episode? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. Scorpio, yeah. Uh-huh. I'm like, what did we talk to? <laughs> Who are we talking to about what? We recorded a long time ago, but it was the last episode we put out. And this is our 18th episode. This is our 18th episode. And I'm really starting to lose track of who we talked to for what about what. And it's it's crazy that it's gotten to that point. Yeah. Pretty fun, though. Yeah. And yeah, so this is a momentous episode. First live audience. Well, except, except for Gaston and Penelope, who have their appearances. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> well, no, but I mean, this is the first time someone's like sat down and listened to our whole Yeah, very true. Podcast. Hope we did. Hope we did you well, Dan. Um, <laughs> getting a thumbs up from the audience, <laughs> <laughs> and also hopefully we will get our lives together and figure out how to get these goddamn microphones working. Yes, because we, we thought they were, and they are not. Apparently, they're not. We will. I guess if we're forty-two on the charts in Australia, we got to get our shit together. Yeah. <laughs> And also, it's just embarrassing that it's so much easier for us to record overseas than oh it is God, in the same room. It must be some one of our houses is missing, or one of our houses isn't missing that's causing us to have these microphone Oh, my issues. God. But, or the stars are doing it today. Who knows? Who knows? But in any event, cool, momentous episode of first time audience, first time recording in person. Second time recording in the United States together, but first time in person. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so our we're going to move on into, it's the end of Scorpio season. We are ending, like, coming to a close. Only one more week left of Scorpio season. It went by really quick, I think. Yeah. But the whole year is going by really quick. It is. And so next week we will do Sagittarius. Next episode will be my birthday. It's all about you. So we will uh, release the Sagittarius episode on my birthday. And, um, and yeah, but thanks for hanging on with us through technology and issues. Yeah. Or lack of technology aptitude. It's not our fault. Because it was really the stars that made us do it. That was smooth. That was really smooth. <laughs>